Welcome to the Morty Vicar podcast from B&A Church in Bristol with Wayne Massey and James Stevenson. We're in Wayne's study. Wayne's got a coffee. I've you, got a tea. Yeah, so you can have the more tea. Yeah. It's too early in the day. It's um, I'm trying to see the clock. It's half 11. Yeah. Uh, Today, Wayne, we're going to be talking about? I think we're going to talk about freedom and choice. Yeah, we are. So, James, you've come up with this one. What was the critical incident? It began last week in the car listening to... Radio 5 Live and a oh, I only listen to Radio 4 <laughs> or Classic FM listening <laughs> to um, an NHS employee talking about the vaccine and the compulsory vaccine for NHS workers which so there's something comes like... into effect um, very soon we, we, we're not going to speak exclusively no. about that we're talking about freedom of boundaries because we know that we don't know enough about it to be able to talk about no, it no but the thing in the news is there's a significant number something like nearly 80,000 NHS employees who yeah. are, may lose their jobs if yeah. compulsory vaccines are followed through. And this and person was, was saying, actually, I'm not anti-vaccine, I'm not pro-vaccine, I just want to wait and I don't want to be forced to make a choice. I want to have my freedom. And, and, and the, the question came to her, not quite as succinctly as this, but essentially your freedom might be somebody else's death. Yeah. And, and so it raises questions around freedom and boundaries. And then um, you texted me yesterday to suggest another thing that we might talk about, which was around... Um, so Michael uh, Gove said we should all use our freedom to offer Christian forgiveness to the party gate uh, transgressors, which, as somebody yeah. else interestingly pointed out, is the first person from the government to admit that they might have all done wrong because yeah. if you only need to be forgiven if you've done something wrong. Yeah. But that touches into the freedom to forgive and then the yeah. freedom just to carry on our post-forgiveness and yeah. where that comes from. And, and then yesterday there was an incident in the news where um, a Premier League footballer, so Mason Greenwood, who plays for Manchester United, um, was accused via some uh, images and audio that um, were posted on social media, was accused of both rape and um, and domestic abuse. Um, and uh, the instantaneous reaction was this guy should never play football again. So a guy who has overexerted his freedoms um, should have those freedoms taken away. And, and crucially, though, so um, we if... if what he has been arrested for um, is the case and is proven yeah. to be the case. He needs to face the consequences for that. Yeah. But but already social media is saying is already taking away his freedoms prior to his case being heard. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I guess, what we're aware of is in those three news items, um, which are um, fairly high up in the media's. Uh, agenda underneath is bubbling this same thing about freedom and about boundaries and um, how we exercise freedom what what are our personal rights um, and um, where do boundaries come into play but interestingly in the in the reporting of those um, and in the discussion of those you won't find much language around freedom and boundaries so we're, we're wanting to bring this conversation to you today because we think that in your conversations with others um, around these topics that there's some um, theological and philosophical underpinnings that are quite simple um, that we need to be aware of so that we can engage people in those conversations and think about them in a way that helps us to follow Jesus. So we've we've done freedom before but I think it's a good thing to be reminded yeah. of. So so let's do so culture let's start yeah. with culture and then we'll go to the Bible. Yes okay great. So culture thinks about freedom as 
positive freedom. Yes, our Western culture. Yes, West, thank you, James. Yeah. Right, yeah. So let's remember we're always, we are sat in the West here. Post-Christian culture. Post-Christian Western culture. Yeah. Freedom is a positive freedom. The freedom to do whatever I want. Yeah. And where we probably draw a line is so long as it doesn't yeah. harm another. Yeah, I'm free to do what I want. Any old time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're aging yourself there, yeah, James, sorry, for yeah. the audience. Um, yeah. and, and, so, and so we will then always catch conversations around freedom, around that personal choice, yeah. and, and, and what personally enables us to do what we want to do. Um, and, and if we're honest, we will hold a whole series of views around freedom that cannot stack up together. So, for example, yeah. I've had a conversation with somebody who said to me that people who refuse the vaccine should be vaccinated. Yes. Because even though it is their bodies, by yeah. not being vaccinated, they may harm another. That yes. same person has had a conversation around me around people should be free to have an abortion because it is their body. Yes. And when I've said, well, what about the other? Yeah. Um, they've kind of gone, I said, so, so you're using the same argument, you're using an argument against each itself. Yeah. And they kind of went, oh, I hadn't thought about that. So, so quite often what we will do is we will have a whole view yes. around how we should live. Yeah. That, that actually when we, if we put it all on a piece of paper, we would work out isn't consistent. Yes. You and me both as well. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and all of us. Um, yeah. so, so, so culture has this idea of positive freedom, which is yeah. the freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and then does sign up to the social contract, which is yeah. the idea that we do need to have some forms of, uh, you know, ways of behaving that, that protect one another. Yeah. Um, but also within that, we do have an awareness. We just need to be aware that quite often within our own lives, we contradict ourselves all the time. Yes, but we also need to be aware that other cultures in the world and other countries in the world would have a different view of freedom. So yeah. I've watched a parenting course where the person doing the talk um, made the comment that um, none of us is trying to smuggle our children into North Korea, as if to say, actually, nobody wants, nobody who's experienced freedom wants to be in a place where there are limited or no, yep. seemingly no freedoms. And, and when that comment is made, and both the, the live audience and the recorded audience laugh, because to those who have experienced freedom, of course, it would be odd to want to smuggle your child into a totalitarian state. Uh, so there is, um, in the West, there is a view of freedom um, that we we just we have downloaded onto our mainframe to the extent that we we barely even recognise it. And there's two. So let's. Uh, so we live in a fallen, sinful world. We'll come on to um, more of that later on. But there are yeah. two aspects of sinful human nature that are playing themselves out in this conversation. Number yeah. one is. The lie of the fallen sinful world is that we can be the yeah. kings of our own castle, that we yeah. can be on our throne, and that we can be the centre of the universe. Yeah. And so there's this, this concept for actually, you know, and it, we, it's not just in around freedoms, it's around like look inside to find yourself, yes. be whoever you yeah, are. Yeah. That actually the first, the, first, the first, one of those first lies of the sinful world that we live in is, yeah. is, is, is that putting me first, putting me at the centre, and yes. thinking that I can do whatever I like. Yeah. But the second one is that world creates a very unstable world because everybody putting themselves on their own thrones comes crashing into one another all the time. And so we, we live in a fearful world. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think, interestingly enough, so I imagine most people who are not pro a COVID vaccine have other vaccines. Yes. And probably put their seatbelt on when they drive, don't use yeah. their mobile phone when they drive and 
generally stick to the speed limits. Yes. And so they will have accepted restrictions elsewhere in life. Yes. And when you get down to the, well, why don't you accept this restriction? You'll probably find that there's some level of fear, which could be around um, stories about people who've um, adversely reacted to the vaccine. I know I had one story with somebody who that's part of their family history to another vaccine. Um, Fears around, all sorts of fears around the fact that suddenly these vaccines appeared in a year. Normally it takes 10 years. Yes. And so so actually we live in a a world that says be free to do whatever you want, but also therefore is incredibly unstable and fearful. Yes. So, so yeah. So that's where we are now. Um, I've got my lovely cup of tea in my lap. You've got a Bible in your lap. I have to go. I've got a cup of coffee in my hand. I, I, well, I, I, I'll read. I'll read something, James. And then you can tell me from that what that yeah. tells me about the Bible and freedom. And then if yeah. I think you've missed anything, yeah. I'll add to it. <laughs> so the, <laughs> this is from Genesis chapter two. So the Lord has created, um, and uh, and this is about um, human beings. The Lord God took the man, Adam, and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And then the Lord God has also said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So that's what does that tell us about the nature of biblical freedom? Well, we often talk about our friend Augustine, don't we? Mm. Um, Who uh, was one of the early church theologians and um kept writing commentaries on this very book of the bible um because he he saw it was so important for understanding um understanding the world and and i think what augustine would want to say is that even before sin entered the world at the fall um there there is freedom for humanity but that freedom comes with boundaries okay so there is the freedom for Adam to choose to eat of any of, of the trees of the garden, but not to eat of this tree. Uh, and so what also what we must remember about the early church fathers is that they were able to hold together history and meaning. So yeah. that there's an extent to which they believe this, that they believe as we believe this to be true, but they also believe that there's meaning in this. So what we can look, we can look at this and, and not just say, well, this has meaning to it and it's not actually true. And, um, but that, that um humanity um we can see to we can see is is created in a way that is meant for both freedom and boundaries so when we come to heaven it won't just be everyone exercising their freedom as they wish in some kind of hedonistic paradise um there will be a love and a concern for the others there will be boundaries about how we behave in the new heaven and the new earth that will be um, an eternal echo of what was there at the start when humanity was given both freedom and boundaries. So why couldn't God just give us positive freedom? Like we've talked about, why could he just say you could eat from any tree in the garden? And then and then why not, like if you knew that, that the tree of good and evil was going to cause trouble, not put one, why, why, put, it, why, why put it in the garden? Why, why not just go, go for your life, Adam? Because in doing that, there is a, a go for your life puts yourself at the center of it so we 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 then make sin um uh the the ruling party in how we behave so i i get to choose what i do um in a way that gratifies me rather than actually i can exercise freedom responsibly under the 
the governance of the one who has created me in a way that gives glory to him. Brilliant. This is why I think, uh, um, I don't know if you enjoyed it when you did the degree, but my, you know, my favourite um, <laughs> my favorite course was patristics. So I, yes. think, I think the early church fathers would also go, oh, and of course the fact that God is Trinity is really important here because the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit live in these no, relationships yeah. of mutual love. Yeah. So the Father does not put himself first. He, he, puts, he, he, he loves the Spirit and the Son yeah. and is loved by them in return. Yeah. And the Spirit does not put himself first. He loves the Son and the Father yes. and is loved in return. And the, and, and the Son does not put himself first. He, puts the, he, he loves the Spirit and the Father and is loved by them in return. And these, these, um, these are mutual, this, uh, some they talk about it as a dance of love, which has overflowed into creation. And so we are invited into that relationship where, where yeah. Father, Son and Spirit, eternally loving one another and receiving love in return, invite humanity into that relationship and that is a relationship that says love me receive my love you know in terms of and not yeah. conditionally and but actually and and so but but for love to be free there has to be the choice for the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but actually that is as you said it's about taking yourself away from proper loving relationships where it's about giving and receiving mm. and about putting you first yeah um so so that's the nature of creation um, Tim Keller, another friend of ours. I mean, yeah. he's not, I mean, Augustine isn't a friend of ours, and no. neither is Tim Keller. Although no. we, we have been in a room with Keller. We have yes, been we in have. a room with Augustine. Yeah. Uh, it was a very large room. He was at the front, I was at the back. Uh, <laughs> actually, he did want to say hello to me, but that's, did he? Oh, that's basically because he passed yeah. me in a corridor and he was probably being friendly. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, he talks about how a fish in the ocean is free. Yes. And fishes to live need oxygen, and they get yeah. oxygen from water, H2O. So yeah. if you take the fish out of the ocean and you give them the fish the freedom of dry land, the fish dies because yeah. it can't get oxygen out of the air. It can only get oxygen out of water. And so for the fish to be free, it has to accept its limitations that it needs to be in the ocean. Yes. And all of the created order looks like that. Yes. You know, um, freedom comes with limits yes. because we are not the creator. We are created. Yeah. But because the creator is Trinity and is completely self-sufficient in love, we, it comes back to the fear point, we can live um, in this relationship of love where we know that it's good. We, and, and that's a story that's told even outside of the Christian faith. So if you think about um, the Lion King, the, the Lion King is based on um, the principle that actually the, the, circle the, of the, the, the animals can't extend beyond the boundaries of what it means for them to live within... Um, yeah. their land and the other animals uh, and when they do live beyond that it creates chaos and darkness um, it, even the um, the environmental lobby extinction rebellion there's a sense of in which they are wanting us um, to live within the boundaries of creation so this is this is something but that... even the animals of madagascar want to get back to the zoo because even though the zoo's not perfect they've, <laughs> that's they've... the cartoon rather than the actual animals <laughs> yeah. of madagascar they've discovered missed it. but they've discovered <laughs> they've discovered freedom within their relationship yeah. within the boundaries of the zoo that yeah, they yeah. suddenly miss so, when so, they go so that's yeah. not to say that this is a this is a truth that um that god's that the bible has just appropriated this is god's truth but it's a truth that is so true that it appears outside of the bible as well so this is like this is this is this is the common sense of the biblical narrative so appearing elsewhere so in, other, in the created so, order. So we've just talked about the middle bit of that section because actually yeah. either side of that section are, 
two other bits that actually we understand in the created order. So took the man and put him in the garden to work and take care of it. So yeah. the freedom to work and take care of the garden as you yeah. see fit, but actually the vocation to work and take care of it. Yeah. I had a conversation with somebody who we're working with through one of our little churches who hasn't had a job for five years and has had a job for the last couple of weeks. And they have described a sense of well-being yes. from having a job. Yeah. And actually part of the created order is to work. And then yeah. the other one is it's not good for the man to be alone. Um, and, you know, and those of us who are kind of more introverted like our alone time, but actually we're not designed to be hermits. We're designed for a relationship, yes. not just with God, but one another. Yeah. So actually our freedom is best, is best expressed when we choose to bend our will to be in relationship with another, which actually comes yeah. at a high cost. Yeah. So, so we, as you said, we reckon that's the biblical view of freedom, which actually when we look in the world is patterned. The best sports teams give up their freedom to yes. run around the pitch as they feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. as they see fit yeah. for a bigger goal. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's very so, good. So let's, let's get back to that, that. The concept of freedom and boundaries that emerges out of Genesis speaks into, um, and it sits underneath the debate around vaccinations in the NHS for NHS workers. It speaks into um, whether um, it's right for people to party at, um, number 10 or not and whether whether we should um forgive him yep. or not and, and what ha- how has that freedom ex- been exercised across boundaries and what do we do about that and it, it speaks into well how do we bring consequence to somebody who has transgressed and and what's the uh, the freedom that has been exercised that has been exercised seemingly against another person and has limited the other person's freedom has also happened in a way that comes with responsibility, which is another dynamic here and that we're wrestling with in those settings of the NHS and the political sphere that actually all of them are, are exercising their freedom, but with an element of responsibility. So this was, as, you, as you were running those three together, I was going through my head going, oh, if I was to say one thing about each one, and then it struck me when you talked about responsibility, there's responsibility in relationships. So if we take the first one, it's worth, if whatever your view on vaccines is, it's worth whenever you talk to, to somebody who has the opposite view as to do it within grace and relationship yeah. and love and to find out why. Yeah. And then to have a conversation about how your view and their view yeah. operates around responsibility and relationship. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the major reason, I can see all sorts of reasons in my head how all of those things that, are, that have happened, I keep saying they're supposed to, but they're now records that yeah. have happened in number 10, could easily happen. A whole bunch yeah. of people working, actually probably working really hard to help you and me yeah. and, and, and just slightly bending the rules. But, but what I think jars is the people who are really hurt by this is it's felt like there's been no recognition of the responsibility yeah. and the relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. that those who run the country have to the rest of us. Which is what then is e- it's easier to place that weight onto a 20-year-old who is playing for one of the most famous sports teams in the world and therefore has a huge amount of influence. So the reaction against his behaviour is far greater because of the influence that he holds than it would be against a 20-year-old from down the road who'd done the same thing. Yeah, and the interesting one there is just because, to remind... Because we don't want him being a pattern to our children yeah. because we know that our children are likely to look up to him because of the skill he exercises in the field where he works. And a reminder that actually in that Genesis thing about 
so when put him in the garden to work it and to care for it, that actually we have a responsibility to care for one another. Yeah. And then we've, I think we've been here previously on more TVEC as well, is um, we don't mind saying that the Bible's very clear that there is a difference between the sexes. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we're not equal. It doesn't mean that we're, we're not equal bef- in, in love before the sight of God. It doesn't mean that we're not all able to do amazing things. Yes. But the Bible is very clear there is a difference between the sexes yeah. and that actually there is, and that, men misuse their physical superiority mm. time and again throughout history mm. and that actually yeah. um, they have they should not have the freedom to do that. Yeah. Um, and so again it's about responsibility and relationship. Yeah. And it's about a back it's back to the Trinity again. If actually you're putting the other person first yeah. in any sexual encounter, yeah. consent yeah. and the well being of the other person yeah. and the other person's needs being met are primary, not yours. Yeah. Um, the world says the freedom that you have around sex is that your needs are yeah. primary. Yes. That's why the pornography industry exists and is the largest, is bigger than Hollywood. Yes. Well, I've gone on a quick time. Yeah, inc- okay. So let's get back to how, how is this, um, uh, beyond those things that we've just said, which are all um, may, may and will be important in our own lives and how we um, uh, live alongside others, I think what we'd want to say is, when you're having conversations with people around these issues, be thinking about freedom and thinking about boundaries and how that works itself out. But also we'd want to be saying, actually, particularly if you're listening to this and you're a parent, be thinking about freedom and boundaries and how you're patterning that to your children. Because ultimately your children are going to come to a point where you are not able to assert boundaries for them. So we want to encourage you to parent them in such a way that they're, freedom is expanding sensibly with boundaries as they're getting older so that when they get into adulthood they're able to handle that freedom without your boundaries responsibly um and ultimately they want to we want them to be living under the boundaries that that god sets for them in creation and so so that's that's one practical thing we'd encourage every parent to be thinking about if you want to talk about that more um then the masses and stevenson's are very happy to sh- um, talk with you ab- about that oh thank you james because <laughs> i'm doing so well <laughs> but but also i think we want for you to be thinking about well how do you exercise freedom and boundaries and and, and where where do you allow others around you and, and how do you allow god to place his boundaries in front of you so that you can exercise the freedom he chooses to give you Brilliant. That was more tea, Vicar. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll, um, we won't see you next week, but we might, you might hear us.